Welcome to the History of Britain in a Hundred Objects. In this series, students of BISC 100 and BISC 101 will be creating a catalogue of material cultural artifacts that together tell the story of Britain. And so to inaugurate this series, here is item number one, the Matthew Paris itinerary from London to the Holy Land. In the British Library, there is a document collection known as the Royal Manuscripts. In that collection, there is a set of eight folios, and they together make up a small portion of the work of the great 13th century medieval monk and chronicler, Matthew Paris. Several pages in this folder are devoted to the Paris itinerary from London to the Holy Land, and this comprises our first object in our history of Britain in a hundred objects. Matthew Paris was a monk at the Abbey of St. Albans, and his major work is the Chronica Majora, a chronicle of the times. Between 1250 and 1259 AD, Paris created a collection of drawings that outline a journey, a pilgrimage, from London to Jerusalem. This isn't a map so much as a set of diagrams. The page scrolls from bottom to top, from left to right. The itinerary is a collection of drawn spaces, each representing a significant destination on the pilgrim's journey, informing the pilgrim where he might stop, rest, and pray before continuing on his long voyage to the Holy Land. At the bottom left corner, there is a drawing of a walled city with a large central church and an imposing tower. This is London. Rising above that, the next stops are Rochester Cathedral, Canterbury, also represented by a cathedral, and then Dover, represented by a great castle and edged by a wild and rough sea. The next thing you might notice as you look at the map is the use of rich color. The sea is a set of tumbling waves in green. The roof of the cathedral in Montreuil is a stunning cobalt blue and Canterbury shimmers, ringed with gold highlights. There are decorative edges to the map, using the same blue and also pink, and there are several thick, decorative bands of gold leaf. This is a map made with care, but who is it for? What medieval traveller would use such a fine map on their journey? A closer inspection of the roads between the cities reveals something more to us. The journey time between each centre is enumerated. Between Canterbury and Dover it reads Pied trois journées, three days by foot, the time it took, back in 1250, to cross between these two cities. The use of language is telling. While written in an abbey, the language is not the Latin of the church, but rather French, the language of the English aristocracy. If we travel further back in time to 1066 in the Battle of Hastings, we recall that William the Conqueror brought with him an army of Norman invaders who defeated King Harold Godwinson. With William installed on the throne, French became the language of the ruling elite. Still to this day, we have markers of that historic divide. Consider the alternative words for meat and the animal, the French word beef, as opposed to the Germanic cow, or the French poor, for the flesh of the Germanic pig. While the English-speaking workers tended to the animals, it was the French-speaking aristocracy who dined on the flesh. So the use of French in the Paris map tells us this map was for the aristocracy, 
created within the church, but using the language of the nobility. When we take another close look at the medieval map, we start to realize that there are things missing. There is no damage, no mold, no watermarks, creases, or folds. This map was not stuffed in a pocket of a weary traveler. It wasn't caught in a rain shower or dropped in a puddle. In 800 years of life, the map has not been damaged through use. It seems, then, that this map was not a practical guide for journeying, but rather had a different use. Not an instruction manual or practical guide on how to get to Jerusalem, but rather this is a map for the mind, to create for the traveler an imagined pilgrimage to the exotic center of the birth of Christianity. A journey for the spirit, not for the body. St. Albans Cathedral was a great center of worship and scholarship, and Matthew Paris, a renowned scholar, met and mixed with many great figures of the 13th century, entertaining illustrious guests, including even King Henry III. Paris would dine with and speak with his noble guests, and he operated a sort of medieval lending library, where his chronicles and accounts of the world and history were shared with the aristocracy of the day. Perhaps, after a fine meal with his noble guests, they would retire to a quiet corner of the abbey, and this itinerary would be brought out. And they would go together, on a pilgrimage of the mind, stopping variously in Canterbury and Dover, crossing a wild sea and working through the French Alps, and down to Rome, and in their imaginations they would cross deserts, see exotic animals, and consider the adventures they would have on their long imaginary pilgrimage to the Holy Land. This has been the history of Britain in a hundred objects.